and welcome back to the Best Space Ireland podcast. We are on season two, episode four, and I am Michelle McGuire. And I'm Hazel Mullins. And as ever at Best Space Ireland, our main aim is to entertain, inform, engage, and inspire. This week on the Best Space Ireland podcast, we have vet nurse Paula Sanfrey, who is the perfect nurse. Um, on Instagram and social media. She's a social media guru, an anthropologist, a vet nurse, and a candle maker. Hello, Paula, and welcome to the Vet Space Ireland podcast. Um, we are delighted to have you on. Um, we haven't had a vet nurse yet, so we are very excited. Um, so welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm truly honoured then. Thank you so much. The first nurse. Yeah, no, thanks so much for asking me along. Um, yeah, really looking forward to being having a chat. And uh, yeah. Yeah, we met you at the um, the vet hike space in uh, Tipperary and yeah. we were like, you're coming on the podcast, Paula. <laughs> you, have, I know. you have a lot of strings to your bow I and we do. need you on. <laughs> I know. I was like, I wasn't coming here to network, but okay. Brilliant. Yes, you know. were. That's what it was for. Oh, yeah. We're all there yeah, we traveled two hours in the car to network for sure. <laughs> no, it was a great day, actually. Um, really well, well organized. We really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, you'd have well, to come down so to Google much Bar for now. coming actually because you did come quite a trek. So yeah, we um, got a little bit lost, but we found our way in the end. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I was yeah. like, I was like, there's definitely three ladies in a car <laughs> somewhere, Michelle. Right, like, yeah. I saw them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I was Instagram. us. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, I was letting you know we're definitely because we were yeah we were running late, so I was like, we're definitely on our way. Um, I don't know where we ended up in. We called it Murder Alley. It looked like we broke down some little. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, like Murder Alley. So we had to reverse out of Murder Alley and we found it in the end anyway. So lots of those in the Gouty Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so Paula, um, thanks again. And look, tell us all about your um, veterinary nurse journey so far mm. and where it all started and how you have come to where you are today. Yeah, it's not been a straight road for sure. I think I've had about five different careers, to be honest, in school. Um, I always wanted to work with animals like most nurses um but my first love was actually primates so I really I'm really into my monkeys so Mm -hmm. I'm all about primate conservation and I did a master's in it and um yeah so that was kind of my first well yeah one of my careers was primate conservation and I did my degree in anthropology before that so so yeah, it was kind of heading that way. Um, I worked over in Thailand for a bit as well, doing um, wildlife conservation, which I really enjoyed. Um, and when I came back, I suppose the only place I could work with them would be in the zoo, which I'm not a fan of um, captivity, or I'd have to go off to you know one of these countries that the wildlife are actually in. Um, so anyway, my decision was to, to stay put. Um, I moved over to England and... Um, was living in Manchester and again I still had the the burning desire to work with animals so I thought nursing is is a really good way to to work with animals so um I went to one of the local vets and just did some work experience just to see exactly what was involved and again really liked it so I enrolled in a college over there and I actually enrolled in the degree route um 
which placed you in a in a vets basically for like a placement for a few weeks um, and then you're in college the rest of the time anyway that changed I ended up going a different way so in England they do the NVQ route mm-hmm. um, and that's a two-year program and it's you're basically working full-time and you're in practice um, you're in college one day a week as well so yeah. that's kind of how I qualified which in hindsight was a brilliant way to do it um, I feel so sorry for some of the degree students just because you have all this theory for months and months and months and then you're in practice and sure it's so practical the job so it can be very difficult for them so I was kind of blessed in a way that the NVQ happened um, and I was able to do a bit of theory and then do a lot of practical work so that's kind of how I came to be a vet nurse um, and I worked over there for a few years until I came back to Ireland and I started in UCD actually was the first place I worked here so straight into referrals so again that was a totally different ball game for me Um, that's kind of how it all started I suppose. So a lot of people might recognize you so from working in UCD with the Paula. um, Oh it's really funny yeah so I worked there I was only there for about six or nine months um, and I actually came back there in January and I was getting welcome back welcome back and it was 12 (laughs) 12 years I haven't been there since so it was really funny like people still recognize me after 12 years so that was lovely um so yeah I sure you know yourself veterinary is so small it's a small Mm. small world everyone knows each other and in Um, those 12 years Paula what what else did you do yeah, so <laughs> I I was nursing and then I did some locum in and then I actually gave it a break for a while and I was doing some event management. Um, so that was another thing I got to do, um, a bit of marketing as well. And then I went back to nursing and I was actually in Palmerstown Vets for 10 years um, wow. and that kind of brought it up to last December. So that was kind of the majority of my, my nursing career so far was that's so funny because I left veterinary years ago and went off and did event management and media for a year and then came back to it. Oh my God, there you go. Like, yeah. Maybe it's a nurse thing, is it? Maybe. And it, you know what? It's such a tough job. So it's it's okay to go off and do something else. Um, and I did come back. Um, so yeah, the majority kind of my nursing career was in, in general practice in Palmerstown. So yeah, 10 years there. Yeah, and they were the girls you um, that you brought down to the hike. Were, were they your colleagues from there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, we're all really good friends. Um, and we thought when we heard about the hike, I tagged them all because I was like, obviously we haven't been able to see each other properly. So yeah. it's going to be a great opportunity to um, to be outside and, and have a chat. So yeah, it worked out really well. Great. Wow. So Paula, tell us then, like, where are you now? So right now you're you've got your marketing thing do you want to tell us a bit more about that or is, yeah, is that just so, a new launch thing or yeah so nursing wise I suppose I'm locum nursing at the minute um as I say I left Palmerstown in December I was just ready for a change um I'm doing a bit of work in UCD with their blood banks so I'm coordinating that which I'm really enjoying and then yeah locum nursing around Dublin um so then the other side of it, I suppose I started um the perfect nurse about a year uh, probably a year and a half ago now um, and it all kind of started with um, so I'm all about cats um, hence the perfect nurse mm-hmm. um, so I suppose I see so many students and nurses um, having difficulty with cats in practice um, whether they just don't understand their behavior they can't read their behavior um, sorry vets as well I suppose I've 
I just feel, you know, people don't understand them um, yeah. as much as <laughs> hands up. There. I put my hands up. <laughs> so but they, yeah, they just, they, they find them a bit more uh, difficult to, mm. to deal with, um, which I totally guess. So again, I'm, I'm very much all about cat friendly and cat friendly handling um, and again just understanding the behavior so that's kind of where the perfect nurse started um, and I just started with a Facebook page um, and just sharing I've done kind of um, feline nursing diploma with the ISFM so just, yeah just sharing knowledge and that's how that all started um, and then I got to work kind of one-on-one with some clients with um, some behavior problems just to help them um, so that was kind of the the cat side of it and then I was also doing all the social media marketing um for Palmerston and again people would be asking me just how to do certain things so I thought sure I'll just share some of that as well um and that's how that all started so yeah so a bit of a bit of everything really and the feline nursing diploma um Paula where did you do that if people are interested in yeah in so totally I would totally recommend go to the ISFM which is the International Society for Feline Medicine and um, they have just amazing amazing resources anyway for nurses they free webinars all the time and they do the feline nursing diploma they do a certificate as well and then I'm also doing now the advanced certificate in feline behavior so oh, they've loads good. of different courses um and really obviously from from kind of beginners to yeah more advanced I suppose so but yeah their their website and all their social media is really really good so yeah and that's the ISFM is it yeah yeah Yeah. okay lovely yeah really good resource sounds really good and um the the social media like I've looked at your social media Mm -hmm. and I've been following you for a while um Paula and it's it's really like it's 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 very um color-coded and nice to look at and you need nice canvas and nice fonts and I'm there like oh I like my branding I I do yeah lovely yeah Yeah. so fair play to you you're very very good and then I've noticed you have another page connected to your page and it's uh, the vet candles so tell us all about that so my friend Sarah and I started our vet sense candles they're called Mm -hmm. and so we'd kind of been toying with this idea for a year It, it started as a joke in practice as you well know, we we have a lot of interesting smells in our practices <laughs> and we started combining smells and like we just had a laugh about it. Um, and then I thought in January, sure, why don't we just give it a go? Because we were kind of putting the feelers out and getting really good feedback and people were really excited. So, yeah, so we make them ourselves. Sarah does the making. I do all the marketing and um, we launched back in july god june or july i can't even remember now um so yeah we're, we've sold quite a few and we yes just <laughs> keeping the social media marketing going we might launch another we've three cents at the minute so we might launch another one in the next month or so so yeah they're quirky funny themes uh, anal glands are mentioned of course mm-hmm. um and we have a pocket poo one because we all find poo in our pockets um and then we have a wind down one which is kind of lavender and it's just for a lot of obviously we all need some self-care in our lives so it's mm-hmm. just uh, a bit more relaxing than the other two so yeah, I, must oh. of, I must get one of them and like who are your who are your customers like who would you seem to yeah so our, our well I kind of am aiming at, at other veterinary professionals so that would yeah. get, get the joke yeah. uh, now I think pet owners would get it too um, and groomers you know there's loads of people then when you start thinking about it would actually get the joke mm-hmm. but yeah it kind of started as a, a veterinary um, community kind of 
joke. So a lot of nurses have bought them um, and then they're kind of gifting them to other people as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's been really good fun. And are they all just supplied through you guys and your your little shop or have you got them in yeah. any practices or are there any stockists not, that have them? Yeah, not yet. We're having, we're in talks with a couple of people about supplying them through companies. Okay. Um, at the minute though, we're, they're through my, the Perfect Nurse website and okay. obviously on our social media pages as well. So yeah. Very yeah. good. Like We just get my mum like a, an anal gland, not, this smells not <laughs> yeah, like an sorry. anal gland. Yes, and she'd be like, hey, Hazel, I don't get it. It's <laughs> actually not the scent of anal glands. It's not the anal glands. It's, oh, uh, imagine it's if there was like a candle, the scent of anal glands. Well, so, people, no. I think a few people actually were expecting us to release that. And I don't know how we'd make it. And I don't know why you'd want it. So we stuck with the, the kind of nicer version smell. That gets rid of the anal gland smell, you know? Yeah, well, the name is good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we love supporting women in business on Vets Face Ireland. So we wish you all the best with those candles. And we'll have to we'll have to purchase them. I'll get one for you, Michelle, and you get one for me. Yeah. We could be like, oh, oh happy, sure. <laughs> happy Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do a little promotion on Vets Face or something yeah. with them. Oh, thanks. So... I suppose we get to one of the more challenging questions, as we often say. But what do you think, Paul, I guess, in your opinion, are some of the biggest challenges facing the industry at the moment, um, whether it's nursing or the industry as a whole or from your point of view? I mean, I think there's there's so many challenges right now. And obviously, I think it's a worldwide issue with staff and people just can't get staff or keep staff. And I think the pandemic obviously has personally it's it made a huge difference for me because it kind of woke me up a little bit to you know I'm ready for something else so I think it's it's done that to a lot of people so I think that's a major challenge I think um staff leave and you know especially nurses that might come down to pay might come down to conditions as well work-life balance um I don't think it's it's not one answer unfortunately I think it's a cultural thing as well I think there's yeah. a lot of toxic culture um within veterinary as well which hopefully is is being dealt with you know there's there's different organizations that are, are kind of handling that but um yeah I think it's and then you have the whole pandemic puppy thing and you know clients are just can be quite demanding which um yeah can be very difficult so unfortunately I think it's it's not just one one issue I see quite a lot going on Mm. um which is very sad unfortunately it's it's a really tough time for veterinary I think um especially being short-staffed you know it's it's very very difficult can I just bring you back there to something you mentioned um as you are the first nurse we've had on you mentioned there a moment ago but you know with nurses not enough nurses and nurses not being in practice and that there can be a bit of a toxic culture what do you mean by that do you mean like toxic culture towards nurses in practice or yeah I think uh, I'm not specifically nurses but I think just the the culture of veterinary is you know you you stay late you work overtime you you know it's all these expectations um that might be a bit more old school but it's still kind of in practice um and I think people are just getting really fed up of it you know people especially as I say the last year 
like it nearly broke me to be honest and I don't think I'm the only one out there and it's been really really difficult um running on empty basically um and I think it's it's really um it's really gotten to people and it's it's not really letting up at the minute it's very very difficult in practice um so and I think to me it comes from management I think management need to to deal with it um and take take hold of that and and change the culture around because that's where it's really coming from um in my opinion anyway well we say that a lot on here Hazel don't we know about this badge of honor culture as well of no yeah who worked the longest and who yeah. stayed the latest and yeah no like and I've, I've worn that badge oh me, me too, too. Me yeah too. we all have yeah. like yeah, yeah. and we I do. look back now and I'm so embarrassed yes. to even have worn oh it. absolutely I'm the yeah. exact same I think yeah but like I did, I've been working for 18 hours like, now like yeah it's not a competition it's um yeah. Sheena your Mac your your mental health and your self-care is so important and yeah I, I've definitely done the same thing and maybe thought less of other people who weren't doing it and totally the wrong wrong attitude yeah and it's it's funny because I suppose what we're all trying to do here at vet space is maybe highlight and educate that you know that point or educate young people in veterinary all veterinary professionals that you don't maybe have to go through that like we did I mean we're all looking back on you know a certain many years in in a career and that's it's actually okay to not want to work night and day and to go home to your family or to have kids or um you know and it was Owen Ryan I think said Hazel wasn't where he said his his advice was you can do all the things and all the certs and all the degrees but it's the people in your life that Mm. that really make it and that yeah relationships yeah yeah he says all your relationships at Mm. the end of the day that's what you know yeah happiness yeah you're replaceable in work sadly you know you are if you're if you're not there you'll be replaced so Mm. um God, life is bigger than work. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely agree with all that. I think since the introduction of a lot of the maybe the on-call covering um practices, the emergency mm. practices, I do feel that there's a slight culture change that, you know, people don't feel they have to be on call anymore and there's options and even the practices now that I find that 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 you have to be on call in are struggling. And now they have to maybe put a day in lieu to make it more mm. amen- amenable to to life and things like that. And look, I think things are changing and it's good. You know, we're having conversations like this where, you know, we're throwing the badges of honor out the window and just, you know, saying it's it's not it's not it's not normal to be wearing big badges of, of honor about working, you know, 24 hours straight. And, you know, yeah. it's um yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah. It's definitely it, it's great that you're talking about it and, and you know, you're, you're starting those conversations because, yeah, I think that's where it starts. And it is, yeah, the newer nurses coming in as well. It's, it's trying to educate them as well that, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. So. And I think what a lot of people need to understand as well is business owners. Um, historically and currently are in veterinary are vets. Mm. You know, the, so the vet is the business owner and it's it's quite acceptable for you to work 18 hours in yes, your business exactly your baby and you're trying to grow it or you have a vision or you have objectives that you need to meet and 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 that's fine but they need to fit in and align with you know adequate working hours for your team um 
but it's fine if you want to work 20 hours oh, you to know grow it. I 100% <laughs> agree yeah um, because I've been there and yeah it's it's been expected of me and I've obviously gone along with it um but yeah you're dead right it's but I think that's maybe where where some of the issues kind of maybe arose you know the fact that a vet is like well I'm doing it so this should be the culture within the practice but Mm. you know I don't I wouldn't expect someone else to work on my business as hard as I'm going to work on it because it's my baby like yeah yeah you're dead right yeah totally agree and you were mentioning about new grads there a second ago, Paula, like what would your kind of top tips for the young nurses coming out at the moment and yeah. maybe just three round jobs and job satisfaction and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I've seen it's brilliant. There's um, there's kind of a new recruitment service and Ashling has set up and basically she won't advertise jobs that are like minimum wage she won't advertise jobs that are less than 13 euros I saw um, that sorry Who, who's Ashley? Yeah, Ashley so she I only know her just from having a chat with her she was a nurse and um, she's not nursing at the minute um mm-hmm. but she's all about yeah um pay you know having you know getting at least a decent um starting wage yeah. um so I think that definitely needs to be spoken about as well and um, because like looking back when I started I was just told this is what I can give you and I was like yeah grand I d- had no idea what if that was good if that was bad nobody talks about it um, mm-hmm. and I think we should be talking about salary and wages and you know hourly rate and all that um, so yeah I think so I suppose for new grads like there's some really good Facebook groups out there as well of other nurses um, so just looking for if you're looking for advice or, you know, you're looking for I know I've seen a lot of people asking about, you know, your CV and, you know, interviews and all that. So there's definitely people that can, you know, advise you um, on Instagram. There's a brilliant veterinary nursing community Um like I, my page would be one of them and there's just a load, a load of just nurses that have their own pages there. And it's just really, really nice community. Um, so there's definitely people out there to talk to. I would say, you know, more than you think you do for sure. Um, I remember, you know, starting off and Jeannie Mac, imposter syndrome, talk about it. I didn't have a clue, like, um, but you definitely do know you've, you've done your studying, you've passed your exams and um, it's just getting practical experience now. So, and my number one tip, if you really want to know about cats, get a cat. <laughs> it's the best way to learn about cats. I swear to God, one of my bosses told me this years ago because she kept saying, get a puppy, get a puppy. I'm like, I can't get a puppy. Um, and she'd be like, get a cat. And anyway, I found my cat came to me and I swear to God, it's the best. Um, the best education is to have a cat. You will learn so much about them. So that's my, that's my cat piece. <laughs> I agree. Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. <laughs> my cat, Obi-Wan Kenobi, has taught me everything about cats. I had no yeah. notion. So we've learned together. I was literally like reading books. Exactly. <laughs> I was like mother having a baby. And I was like, okay, the cat book. <laughs> and I am highly allergic to cats, Paula. So maybe oh, I should no. get a cat and desensitize myself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get a sphinx. And uh, oh. Maybe. I don't know if I'm a Sphinx kind of girl. I don't know. Well, the little Diamante choker on it. <laughs> put it in a fancy myself bag. And, um, myself yeah. and um, James Kavanagh can hang out in our little yeah. cat cafes in, in, um, there you go. Yeah, in Dublin. Yeah. Uh, oh, the place. I mean, never mind. I'm really bad at Dublin places. Um, no, <laughs> 
So get a cat. <laughs> get a cat. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, um, like, do you have many cats, Paula? I have two. So okay. I had no intention of getting a cat. Um, and like many nurses out there, a kitten arrives in practice and sure, he was really sick with cat flu. Um, really small little thing. It was gorgeous. And I was going to send it to DSPCA and one of my colleagues informed me that he'll probably put to sleep. So I was like, oh my God, horrified. So I brought him home for the night and sure, that was that. that so was that's Logan. <laughs> foster and failure. I swear to God, I didn't even attempt to foster. It was just, mm. yeah. And then Taco um, is my, my youngest, mm-hmm. he's six. Um, so he came into practice. I found him outside in a cardboard box and on a freezing cold September morning and um, covered in all sorts. I took him out his little back legs weren't working so we x-rayed him and he had a fractured spine and oh the vets recommended you know it's probably better to put him to sleep and like he has the biggest eyes he's looking up at me with these eyes I was like oh I have to give him a chance like he wasn't able to urinate himself he was like feeble little things so yeah so I took him on and it's been a hard hard work I feel like a single mother for the first few years really tough but um he's thriving now now he doesn't doesn't walk but um he he scoots around he's very fast on his two legs so uh he's a happy little guy oh wow yeah so um they're my two boys yeah so not quite a crazy cat lady then I would say two Two is enough I swear because taco is like he is special needs so he (laughs) he takes up a lot more effort than a normal cat so no two is enough and you know even from all my study and you know cats are generally solitary so it's not always a good idea to have a lot of cats in your house um so yeah two two is absolutely fine with me I'm disappointed Paul I thought you were going to say 22 and have to I don't know out. how people do that and their cats don't kill <laughs> each other so I definitely would not have the space for 22 cats so no what do you do outside of um veterinary um to kind of unwind I'm sure you've I got know. Uh, well at the minute I have so hobbies. many side projects on side projects but um yeah I love going out walking and it's really important just to get out in fresh air and nature I just love yeah, I love the walks. I'm in Rathcool and we've really nice walks around my house. I do yoga and um, with my lovely candles and, um, you know, music, dancing, all those things. I um, definitely take time to to switch off. I like meditation. Um, I, yeah, I like a bit of everything. So definitely downtime is important. Yeah, for lovely. sure. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lovely so- downtime. Paula, have you got a funny story for us then? We sent you the questions. It's on the list. I know. And I'm so crap at stories. But you know what? (laughs) The funny story I have, it's not quite veterinary related, but it's animal related. This is a story that my nieces always ask me to tell them whenever I see them. So as I was saying, I volunteered over in Thailand for a few months in a wildlife sanctuary. And we had monkeys. Obviously, they're my thing. But we had macaques, which are quite not very nice monkeys um and the owner of the sanctuary had two younger macaques who stayed in his house basically they were like they were small um but Mm -hmm. still they're they're not very nice monkey macaques so anyway he used to let them out every day and they'd run around and this particular day there was a few maybe four or five of us and literally the monkey started running 
um, and they passed three people and they were running straight for me um, and they weren't looking very happy about it at all. So, so I had to give them a smack <laughs> to get rid of them. So I smacked the monkey in the face. Um, oh my God. <laughs> as he was running at me. And it, like he was only a little monkey, but still it was quite, quite frightening. So my niece has loved that I, I smacked a monkey. Um, he was fine. Jesus, so father, I, we love the animal rights people. He, he was absolutely fine. I, uh, I just needed to d- divert his uh, self defense. Self defense from a monkey. I swear to God. So yeah, it's kind of funny and not very funny, but um, yeah, he was fine, and he he grew up to be a nice evil monkey. Nice <laughs> evil monkey. As you can tell, my cats are not my favorite, but. I think we might have maybe brushed over the whole primate thing. Actually, I'm kind of intrigued. Yeah. Where did where did all that interest come yeah, from? And- so that came from. So I'm really interested in evo- evolutionary biology. Um, and why I started oh. my anthropology was because I really was interested. In, well, I still am in evolutionary anthropology. Um, so it's all about again where we came from. Um, anthropology is very much about culture and human culture whereas the evolutionary and anthropology physical anthropology is more to do with you know primates and how connected we really are to them um, and that's where that all came from um, I did the as I say I did a master's in primate conservation over in Oxford and um, yeah I just it's fast I just find it fascinating and um, the the issue I suppose was job wise uh, you know it's it's very very niche and um, and it would obviously involve me having to go to well I, I, in saying that sorry I got an internship in Borneo um as I got my Palmerstown job <laughs> so I had to decide between staying here and going away and for whatever well many reasons I decided to stay here so it's something I'm still really interested in um I don't know if you know Jane Goodall you know there's there's just yeah. amazing amazing people that do great work so yeah. Yeah, so that's where that that all kind of came from. Um, and Very now, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I just yeah, I find it all fascinating. Um, so definitely check Jane Goodall out if you're interested in that. She's some brilliant books as well. So, mm. and I got to meet her when I was in Oxford, which was amazing. So oh, class. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's a bit of a weird one, but uh, there you go. <laughs> And was there like a moment in, in your childhood that you can remember, like, were you at Dublin Zoo or anything or like, or just, just remember, from science or? I, yeah. I'm, you know what? I remember being in Dublin Zoo and just, I remember the gorilla enclosure just being so horrific. That's what I remember of Dublin Zoo with monkeys. Um, and again, as a, like, as a kid, I was really into just animals in general. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I don't, I think it mainly came from, you know, the whole, how, how, connected we are to them and how you know 99.9% we are alike I just Mm -hmm. find that really interesting um so that's probably where it came from yeah well brain size that's the big difference isn't it yeah because of our brains yeah well we yeah we have you know large brains in comparison then you know they decision making and all that um Mm -hmm. but yeah I just yeah I just find it really fascinating I remember um, you said that, like, you know, how how closely related we are. I remember I was in Thai Cross Zoo in, for placement mm-hmm. over in, in, in the UK on my rotations because I was in Nottingham. And um, we were we were doing a surgery on a lemur. 
oh, and I don't wow. even ah, like I don't even know I was in the surgery room and all I could see was its hands and I could just I was there like I was there just observing and I'm not good yeah. at human stuff like if anyone knows me now I am an absolute wimp like I can't even watch like Grey's Anatomy and I'm like <laughs> And all I was watching the, uh, these little hands and I was like, no, no, this is way too close for comfort. Now. This, is, <laughs> this is not good. Next thing, pretty much like I didn't quite like space plant, but went down, had to leave wow. the surgery. The um, like the primate specialist surgeon was like, what is going on with that girl? And so I agree with you. We're very closely related. I could yeah. see the hands. <laughs> all in the hands <laughs> you're like this is a tiny person There's I can't fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and lemurs yeah, are probably like one of the least like I don't know like us looking monkeys. exactly yeah oh. yeah they're further along the chain than than we are but um yeah, yeah, so, was, yeah the comparisons are yeah I was thinking I'd be fine because I knew I knew if it was an ape or something I just I wouldn't have gotten in but, yeah I knew I knew I wouldn't no I couldn't oh, they're quite creepy though aren't they lemurs a bit yeah oh I think they're so cool I just had to google one there because I was like that's oh, a lemur that's a oh. lemur yeah, yeah yeah they're really cool though King Julian is one isn't he they, you've, they follow you around down in photo and stuff don't they they're like yeah around. yeah photo is great yeah, yeah so. I love that them being out of uh, their uh, yeah, photo. I haven't been to photo in ages actually um, I must go someday I've never but... been Oh, Michelle, no. I know, I must go, actually. I never t- think of it, actually. To the wi- I've never been to the wildlife park, like I've been to the hotel. Same difference? <laughs> yeah. I've been for a spa treatment. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so what have we left to ask, Michelle? Have we? Have you done your ingenious this or that? Um, I, I have. saw you jotting notes. I saw you jotting notes. I don't know. They're not. They're not. Um, I kind of make them up as I go along. Um, Paula, just from things okay. you say. That's my new thing now. <laughs> and I like it. It's, it's my cover up for not being anyway prepared. <laughs> so basically, okay, where am I now? So, um, macaques or gorillas? Oh, gorillas. Okay, that was sure. an easy one. Okay. Um. If you were to actually make a, a candle that actually smells like these, which would you pick? Oh. Anal glands or Pseudomonas ears? Oh, jeez. Um, oh, I'm going to go with the ears. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was just thinking about that and I was like, like both grim. Really gross. Ears probably a little yeah, less. Yeah, ears gruesome. probably a bit better. <laughs> okay. Still pretty right. I don't know if I'd buy it, but you know... You know, well, there's an idea for your next I definitely candle. won't be selling that one. You could be like Pseudomonas Who or something, or yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Um, uh, domestic short hair or British blue? Oh, domestic short hair. Michelle, isn't Obi? What's Obi? British short hair. British short hair. Oh, yeah. But he's chocolate, not blue. Oh, I, was, I was close. Ooh, I was close. Yeah. He, um, he knows I'm allergic to him. <laughs> I'd say he does, yeah. And he knows. <laughs> That I have he's, no interest. Uh, in he just—he always Aww. harasses Hazel when she comes. He just yeah. be like rubbing up against her legs and, and all. And then the antihistamines like, have to be brought out, <laughs> and the tissues, and we're trying to record a podcast, and I'm like Aww. Michelle. Anyway, and um, some love, and he'll bugger off. Well, in, Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Good answer. I love Instagram. Thailand or Rathcool? That's cool. It's home. 
Oh, well, look, that. Oh, um, I haven't. Um, I didn't do further than the other one. <laughs> Should we do it? Maybe, maybe Jane Goodhall, I'd say, or good, 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 good all. good all, good all, isn't it? Yeah, maybe she could be the president. Okay, of the world. if um, Paula, if you had to choose uh, someone for the next president of the world, would it be David Attenborough or Jane Goodall? I'll go with Jane. Sorry, I know everyone loves David. I love David Attenborough, but. Let's stick with Jane. She's amazing. Excellent. Fair enough. She is pretty class, to be fair. Like yourself, Paula. Pretty <laughs> class. Yeah, Paula. Like, that was so impressive. You went off and did anthropology. And then yeah. I was sitting here, like, bugging out. Going, oh, my God, I'm so interested in all those things. Uh, and, you know, and then, like, probably... evolutionary anthropology. Yeah. And, like... Sounds very, very fancy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. But, yeah, I mean... I don't know what's next. <laughs> I might be on my way out of nursing. Um, so yeah, I might be ready for for my next career. Who knows? Who knows? Very exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much, though, Paula. We've oh, thanks really for really enjoyed me. having you on. Yeah, oh, it's been so great. Nice yeah, it's been really Hopefully good. Hopefully, we'll see you at the next hike space that you'll be able to it make might the trip. Be a little bit too far for us. Make it a We're weekend. We're going to go back up um, for yeah, our direction. This way. Yeah, yeah we, we will. will. We will. After the next one, we're going to okay, well, then I'll back up. Get that one. Yeah. Great. Can't wait to see you again. Be brilliant. Aww, thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Petspace Ireland podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to find out more, go to petspaceireland.ie. And don't forget to check us out on social media and tag us whilst you're listening to the podcasts. We'd love to see it.